As I think about my story, my parents were never like, hey, Kate, you know, you should really not go sing at youth group like you're only, you know, 13 years old or whatever. They let me fail. They let me step out of the boat. And if I wouldn't have had those experiences, I wouldn't be the man that I am today. And they led by example, which is the biggest thing for me. And they really loved me in a way that I saw Jesus and all that they did. And I think that's like the biggest takeaway for why I am who I am today. If God has called you to be a parent, then he has called you to something amazing and terrifying and messy and stressful and isolating. But I am here to tell you that you are not alone. I'm Summer Shepherd, and this is No Seriously, How Do I Do This? As parents, I think it's safe to say that we want what's best for our kids. We want them to have the best, do their best. And we know that it's our job to help them on their way, but that might not be clear what that looks like. How do we help our kids realize their fullest potential? How do we help them find their dreams and live them out? The reality is this journey doesn't come with a handbook. It doesn't come with a how-to guide, step-by-step instructions. It'd be nice. But instead, we're left asking, no, seriously, how do I do this? (laughs) And my kids, they've got a lot of dreams, a lot of dreams. If if you were to ask them what they want to be when they grow up, you're probably not going to get a straight answer. But I try. I I try. And I just recently tried with my five-year-old Arwen, and this is how that went. I'm going to be a regular teacher, and then a swim teacher, and then I don't know. Oh, and I also want to be... I want to be a chef. A chef? So, a regular teacher... Wait, wait. Oh, okay. No, no. I'm not being a chef. I'm being a waitress. A waitress. <laughs> a regular teacher, a swim teacher, maybe a chef, but not really a chef, but more of a waitress. Yes. Those are a lot of dreams. <laughs> Arwen, I have a question for you. Yeah. You have all these dreams, all these things you want to grow up to be. What do you think you need to do in order to make these things happen? Grow up. Grow up. And then it'll be that easy. You grow up and boom, you get to be a teacher and a swim teacher and a waitress. And what else I want to be is... I want to be a builder, building houses, and a checkout person. A checkout person? Like at a store? Yeah, when... The people put the things in the cart. And there it is. Clear as mud. (laughs) But at least she has dreams. She has big dreams. She has lots of dreams. And as her mom, I want to help her realize them and and see them come to fruition. But at that point, I get kind of stuck. There are so many different parenting philosophies when it comes to empowering your kids. It's How do we know which way to go? So what I did is I started on the opposite end and I decided to work my way backwards. So I was able to go out to Nashville, spend some time with Cade Thompson, who's a young guy, 20 years old, singer-songwriter, touring artist, living his dream. And I wanted to know, all right, how did this work out? How did your parents raise you so that you are where you are today? So yeah, I can kind of copy them. That's what parenting is all about, right? (laughs) How old were you when you left home? Officially? Um, I've been 18. 18. So as my kids are growing up and as they're getting older, time is flying by. 
Yep. And I am going like while I'm changing their diaper, I'm like, one day you're gonna leave me. <laughs> <It's like this. laughs> you know, but, but I know I'm not alone in that, right? right? Like we have this anxiety when it comes to letting our kids go, letting our mm. kids fly. And for some parents, it's because they're not confident their kids are going to make it. They think their kids are going to fail. They're going to hurt right. themselves. Um, others are, are afraid for themselves. And I think there's maybe validity to all of that. But you're saying, like, I graduated high school and I left home. Can you tell me a little bit more about like what that was like? Yeah, I mean, for me... I knew I was kind of always a different kid, you know, like, I was like, I just don't really fit in at school. I mean, I started going on tour when I was a sophomore in high school. Mm -hmm. And so my whole high school years were just a little different than your normal high schooler. And I, and I saw that and my parents saw that I was in sports growing up, like for as long as I can remember. So I did sports and music and I had to kind of pick one and, and so I just really began to step into that. And my parents saw that. They're, they never, like, ever killed my dreams. Mm -hmm. They just uh, really allowed a safe place for those dreams to, like, come into fruition. And I think, yes, it was scary when I left to come here. I mean, not a lot of 18-year-olds moved to a big city from South Dakota, you know, mm -hmm. like a big change. Um, but, you know, I think I was talking to one of my friends the other day, I think, each calling comes with a cost and a sacrifice, you know, and for for me and my family, that was a sacrifice, but my parents were there. So, yeah. Now, as you left the safety of the nest in South Dakota, <laughs> as they say, to, to fly the wild <laughs> skies of Nashville, what would you say was the scariest thing? What were you most worried about coming here? Well... I moved here. I got an apartment in Faith, really. I was talking to a couple different labels, but I didn't have a record deal at that point. Mm. And, you know, there's a lot of different people that always try to weigh in different voices of, oh, you should do this, you should do this, you shouldn't do this. And I feel like that was probably one of the most difficult things of moving to a big city and kind of realizing, wait, everyone does music in this city, you know? And um, just really having to be confident in the calling that I knew God had in my life. And a couple months later, I ended up signing a record deal with Red Street Records. And just to see how, what would have happened if I wouldn't have taken that step of faith. You know, so many times we think of faith of <clears throat> like the things unseen, but sometimes God wants us to actually take, a, like the actual step of faith is, is that action right there. And so for me, uh, you know, just like in the Bible, I had to step out of the boat, right? I had mm -hmm. to step step into a new season, had to get those keys to that apartment. That was kind of what started it all for me. So, Now, I don't know how many conversations you had about this with your parents, but as you were getting ready to leave, your biggest fear was that, what if it doesn't work out? Like I'm, I'm mm. there, I've got to figure out where to live, how to feed myself, et cetera. What worried your parents? Was it the same thing? Was it something different? It's probably the same thing. Probably more of my spiritual health, honestly, like mm. moving to a new city, you know, we, we'd seen artists over the years that moved out of high school and didn't have that family support. But my, my mom, she was actually here the majority of my first year oh, wow. in Nashville. So she, she sacrificed, you know, her, her own personal life and my parents' personal life and their relationship to, to spend time to be with me. And it was like such a, big sacrifice that at a young age, I, I was able to see that, that 
my parents are able to see that this is way bigger than just music. It's way bigger than just me, you know? Mm -hmm. It's about the mission behind it, and they saw that, so. So take me... Take me to your childhood, Kate. <laughs> tell me about Ooh. your mother. No, tell me, but truly, tell me about your mom. Tell me about yeah. your dad, your relationship. Do you have siblings, et cetera? Yep. I got two siblings. My brother's 30. My sister's oh. 27. Okay. Yeah. You're a baby. I'm the baby. And my mom, she was in ministry growing up. She was a children's pastor, youth pastor, uh, also in Young Life as well. She was like a Young Life regional leader. So I was always at church. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was the first kid to get there and the last kid to leave. And, you know, I'm really thankful for those foundations because now that I'm older, right, I see what that impact had on my life. And I think the biggest takeaway that I take away from my parents is they not only taught me about Jesus, but they lived it out. And mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing that I saw that when I was at church camp in the fifth grade or right before fifth grade, and I said, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. That was what spurred me on because I saw it in my life. And so my dad, he wasn't in ministry, but he's a uh, in the medical field and just a hard worker and my parents just set that example for me and i really believe that's who i am today so mm. yeah as i'm sitting here i'm mentally taking notes because kate i say this not because you're like my favorite person ever but <laughs> but you are <laughs> but <laughs> i would love to be able to step back as well an older adult and look at my kids and see them willing to step out in faith and take mm. risks and follow the Lord and be brave and be bold. And I want to be that mom that isn't afraid to let them mm. and that has done all she could to equip them. Mm. And so I feel like often I get to talk to other parents on this podcast right. and we get to commiserate together with how out of our depth we feel. But I love being able to sit down and talk with you and be like, okay, this is an example, at least as far as I can see, of this having gone really well. And I want to mm. know what they did yeah. to get you to this point. Now, you say you grew up in church. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I see that go very poorly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, so, yeah. we see both sides of it. Yes. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because, you know, you, you have the, the kids rebelling uh -huh. or, or pushing back because they, yep. they feel... So as you've seen that, what would you say was different about your experience than maybe some of the experiences of those you saw or how your parents hmm. went about that? This is probably going to be a weird answer. I think they let me fail sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, it might sound like maybe the wrong answer, but as I think about my story, my parents were never like, Hey, Kay, you know, you should really not go sing at youth group. Like you're only you know, 13 years old or whatever. They let me fail. They let me step out of the boat. And if I wouldn't have had those experiences, I wouldn't be the man that I am today. Mm -hmm. And they led by example, which is the biggest thing for me. And they really loved me in a way that I saw Jesus and all that they did. And I think that's like the biggest takeaway for why I am who I am today. I love that. Mm -hmm. They let me fail. Now, my mom, you know my mama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got to hang out with my mama a little bit on this trip. And that was something I hated about my childhood, but I loved about my childhood. And it was something very different from my husband and I's upbringing. At the time, I didn't appreciate it, but now I love it. I would be like, I don't know how old I was when I got my first cell phone, 14, 16, something like that. 
And if there was a problem <laughs> with my bill or I had a question, my mom would be like, you call me and you figure it out. When I got my first little bank account, she'd be like, go in there. I'll wait in the car. You, you, you go talk to the manager. And I'm just, I was terrified, right? Oh, yeah. But she knew that that is what was going to help me grow. My husband had a very different experience. Mm. And so I've seen the struggle that that was for him to have to kind of catch up. Mm. And, and take on those experiences as an adult. And it was that much harder. And so I appreciate the fact that my parents always allowed me to fail and allowed me to face the consequences of my failures. Mm. And that's something I think as parents, we're sometimes afraid to let our kids do because we don't want our kids to hurt. Right. Of course, we want to protect our kids. But at some point, you know, there's that line, that mysterious line where it's on one side helpful and loving and on the other side downright irresponsible. Right. to keep our kids from consequences and such. And so what I'm curious about, you're the baby and, and decently separated yeah. from your siblings. Was that always the way that they did things? Or do you think maybe they learned along the way from your older siblings? Or was that always their value? Yeah, that's a good question. So I don't tell the story very often, but my mom was actually married before. Mm. And she had my two siblings and... Ended up getting a divorce and met my dad and got married and had me. So that's why there's that age separation there. Uh, but I'm sure if my mom was here right now, she'd say she learned a lot <laughs> in those <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah. You know, um, being a single parent for many years with with young kids, uh, that's not easy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she would probably say that she regrets maybe some of the ways that she parented at at those years too. And I think that the biggest thing that I've learned from my parents and their relationship is how they've held us to integrity and relationships and character. And I think that's really made a mark on my life and who I am today. And I wouldn't say they parented differently. Um, I've never asked my parents that question, but it is interesting how, you know, all of us have different purposes and different uh, plans that God has for our lives. And I think it's played out differently for all of us in that, Maybe includes parenting each kid a little differently. I'm not sure. I'm mm-hmm. not a parent yet, but <laughs> well, and that, yeah. and that is that, that's it. That's one to throw in there. That's a okay. I'm gonna, I'm going to take it there. Okay, so yeah. <clears throat> I think that there's a lot as parents. Again, I have four, four, a million kids, four kids, four kids, and I can see mm. even in myself the difference mm. between one and four, and there isn't that huge difference, right? Mm. There's six, four, and they're one and one. And I've learned a lot already, but now that you have just this, I don't know, perspective of seeing what your parents did and what they did right and all that, have you given any thought to what kind of parent you're going to be one day or what some of those values are that you saw in your parents that you want to mm. definitely, I'm definitely going to let my kids fail. Hmm. I'm definitely going to do this. I'm definitely not going to do this. Have you started making, I don't know, any of those decisions for yourself? That's an interesting question. I really haven't, honestly. Well, uh, go. <laughs> but I need to. No, I think, you know, the best way to lead is by example and what yeah. I've been taught. And so, you know, all these things that I've been sharing, I think, are the way that, you know, I see my future family leading mm-hmm. in that way, mm-hmm. too. And, you know, I do think every kid is different. And I saw that, too. I was different than a lot of my peers at school. And so I think you have to kind of meet the the kids where they're at and ask God, mm-hmm. like, you know, what's, what's, what's for this one, you know, uh, and ask for a vision for that. And I believe God will give it, give it to them. Cause some people, you know, maybe, 
maybe their personality is different and they're mm-hmm. not meant to face failure in certain ways. Sometimes it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. So that's a good question. But I think all these, you know, character values and all these things are things that I've seen played out in my life that I want to let flow through my family. I think that flexibility is so <clears throat> mature. Because mm. when I talk to people who don't have kids, some of them are like, okay, these are things that I've already decided. This is something I'm going to do, or this is something I'm not mm. going to do. And I think there's areas where that makes sense. Like I'm going to, I'm going to break the cycle. Like I'm that cycle of abuse that I grew up in, or, oh, absolutely. or I'm not going to do this for sure. Or I'm definitely going to value this. And I think there's places for that. But what you said about, it's important to meet your kids where they're at. Mm. I think there needs to be margin in parenting and there needs to be flexibility and every child will be different. Every calling on your children will be different. And in my experience, it's just so important to not be afraid to apologize when we don't do it perfectly. Mm. I don't know if that's something your parents ever modeled, but you say living by example when you were growing up, I mean, your parents sound really amazing. Was there ever times? Awesome. <laughs> were, there, were there ever times that maybe they did miss the mark a little bit, but owned it? Yeah, is that something you saw modeled? I absolutely, I absolutely okay. think that. Yeah, I mean, my parents actually. It's funny. I'm on a parenting podcast because my <laughs> parents actually used to teach uh, parenting classes at our church, mm. and uh, I, I do. I would see there would be moments where, hey, Cade, sorry, I didn't really mean to act that way. Mm. I saw that lived out in my life. And now that I'm older, I'm able to, most of the time, <laughs> live out with, with that same heart of, hey, I'm sorry. And it's okay to say I'm sorry. And, and saying sorry does heal things. Yeah. And I saw that my parents met me, met me where I was at and related to me. And that's what changed everything for me. I love that so much. Because I'm sitting here, I'm like, okay, this is something I'm trying to do, and I don't do it well. Mm. Like I, I don't do well at not doing it well and then apologizing for not doing it well. Like I, I want, <laughs> so it's fun for me to be mm. like, all right, Cade, you seem like a nice functional boy. <laughs> How did you get that way? I want my kids to be functional kids. But, um, so as you were growing up though, and you, you know, flew the nest, what is something <clears throat> that did catch you off guard that you didn't know and didn't expect and you had to learn on your own? Wow. That is a good question that I've never been asked before. This is why we're on this podcast. (laughs) You're welcome. Wow. I think when I moved down to Nashville, I was here for about about eight months and then COVID hit. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was a hard, that was a hard time for me. I just launched out my debut single. Everything was going amazing. I was like, this is great. And then for all of us, right, everything stopped overnight. And I remember going back home to South Dakota and having to just process a lot. I was in my old childhood bedroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was nothing on the walls. And that, if I'm going to be honest, I was a little like frustrated and kind of confused at, by God at that moment. Like, God, why would, why would this happen? You know, everything's going great. And in that moment, God reminded me that my purpose is bigger than myself, that my identity and what I do is not tied to what I do, but it's who I am in Christ. And it was kind of a, an awakening moment that I needed in that moment that really led me to, as I came back to Nashville, my perspective just truly shifted. And I think when you're going into those new seasons, into those new steps, it's easy to attach, you know, maybe you're going to college or maybe you're dropping your kid off at college right now. And, mm-hmm. and it's such a great reminder to remember that 
their identity, that our identity is not in what we do, but whose we are, and that's Jesus Christ. And so that was a little bit more of a preacher answer, but I feel like people needed to hear that today. <laughs> um, I would say that was probably the hardest thing of moving to a city in Nashville where everyone does music and <laughs> everyone can sing. A lot of people can sing just, you know, even better than me. And uh, having to realize that we each have our own purpose and our own calling, and that's something that no one can ever take away from us. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just feel like people need to hear that today. I love that. What adulting have you had to do? Oh, my goodness. That you're like, oh, <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like this part about being a grown-up. What's the worst? What's the worst? Well, I'm actually going to do this this afternoon, so this is fun. Having to go through my receipts oh. and see how much money I've spent. And lining up my receipts with my my checkbook and all that stuff. It's so just I'm 35 like and I have four children, and I don't really do that. So well, you are a better adult than thanks, me. mom and dad, for making me do that. See, no, but really, like that is that is very adult. And and also the dishes. I mean, who <laughs> likes doing the dishes? I got a dishwasher that barely works at my apartment. So if you guys want to send me a new dishwasher, <laughs> we'll just start kidding. a go fund. <laughs> Cade's dishwasher. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Oh, that's the stuff that keeps us on our toes, you it know. Is. So you were telling, actually, you were telling my mom. She was sharing with me that you just had to buy yourself a new microwave because that went out. That's true. That just happened literally yesterday. That's in- see, we when we train up our kids, we're like, look, kids. Here's the thing about life, because our kids want to, you know, they look forward to being adults. You look forward to growing mm. up and you're like, well, I, I want to level this out in you. You're going to have heartbreak. You're going to have to pay taxes. But we never warn them about shopping for microwaves. There are things that we just don't even think to prepare our kids for. In the it's world. always the randomest things that yeah. you're like, oh, this just happened. What do I do, mom? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but that's how you grow up. And that's what I think sometimes can be so scary for adults letting their kids go. It's like, did I prepare them well enough? Are they yeah. going to be able to figure this out without me? Those mm. those unexpected things that they're going to face that I didn't think to prepare them for. And right. that trust that we have to have, well, in ourselves as parents, like I did the best I can, uh, the trust we have in our children, they're not an yeah. idiot. They're going to be able to figure it out. Yeah. And the trust that we have in the Lord that he loves them better than we ever could. Mm, and so what good. would you say to that mom or that dad who's listening right now? He's like, but I, I don't know how to let go. I mm. don't know if they're going to be okay. I don't know if I've done enough. Mm. I, I think something that's just coming up in our conversation is really, it's kind of that give and take. It's that push and pull of, of, you know, trusting God and also letting them fail, like we talked about earlier. Um, but I think my encouragement to that question would be whether you're dropping your kid off at school or college or whatever it is, at the end of the day, walking in that peace of knowing that you've done the best that you can do with all that God has given you is all that you can do. And parenting is a, is a calling, right? And a lot of people don't think of it that way, but I see it that way. Moms that are at home that have kids, that's a calling. Like, don't ever take that lightly in what you're doing. Maybe you feel like you haven't been a good parent lately. God is is, is a God of new starts and, and new beginnings. And, and so I would say pray into that and ask God to give you peace in that area. But just know that no matter how you've parented in the past, God can redeem all things. And that's what you can trust in and rest in today. I think that is so important, especially when we may very rightly feel 
like we haven't done our best Mm. or that we have left our kids wanting. Mm. I think there is some freedom in knowing that it is not solely up to us, that Mm. God brings people into our lives and into our children's lives that are going to be able to support them in those ways where we might not have prepared them, maybe out of our own negligence, or maybe not. You know, there are just some ways that God uses other people. It's not just, it's not all on you, mom. It's not all on you, dad. And yeah. It is important, though, if you feel like you have fallen short, to take that time, to take it to the Lord, to do that healing work. But like mm-hmm. you said, you know what? As long as you're here, there's time. There, you can, you can come back. Yeah. You know, you can. That's good. You can repent. You can mm-hmm. still have that relationship. Hopefully, you know. I, I don't know what your situation is, but I just, Kate, I want to thank you so much. This because, is this <sighs> has been so good. You know, it's it's cool for me just being able to be in a conversation like this, because I think growing up, it's easy not to see things until you're older of like, wow, my parents did this, this, Mm -hmm. and this. And I feel like I'm starting to come into that season Mm -hmm. of just gratefulness. And, you know, your kids might not see it now (laughs) of all that you're doing, but your work does not go unnoticed. The day-to-day grind, it does not go unnoticed. And that's just what I hope people can find in this today. It's It's the give and take. And, as you wake up every morning surrendering it to the Lord and doing the best that all that God has given you, that's all you can do each day. And God's going to honor that and God's going to bless that. Every step of the way. Every step of the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, she did it. <laughs> I was going to say it, but I'm like, do I quote my own song lyrics? I don't know. <laughs> I was hoping I could fit it in there somewhere. I'm like, how am I going to pull this off? I'm going to do it. Oh, okay, truly, thank you for being here. Oh. It's always such a joy just to... Sit across from you. Thanks for having me. This is a great chat. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> Man, Kate is going to make an awesome dad. Anyone else? Yeah. I mean, he's the best. He truly is. But what I loved about what he had to say was that his parents led by example. They showed him how to work hard, how to try, how to strive, how to serve, and how to fail, and how to come back from that. And they gave him permission to fail. And that was such an important part of his story. And that's something I've had to learn as a child and as a parent of children, that it's okay to fail, but what do you do with that? And that is something that we need to teach our kids because failure is inevitable. Do your kids feel like they have permission to do that? That's something I've got to sit with today. And if you need camaraderie in that journey as you are kind of feeling out how to best empower your kids, how to set them up for success, how to release them. And as you are finding that in yourself, if you need someone to go through that with you who's on that journey, oh, shoot me an email, summer at seriouslyhow.com. And if you don't already follow us on Facebook, you can connect with us there as well. Just search for No Seriously, How Do I Do This? And if this is a new journey for you, you just started listening, make sure to subscribe. And please rate and review this podcast as well. It helps other people find us and discover, as I hope you are discovering, that you are loved. You are not alone.